0: The Word of God tells us it's the truth that sets men free. Amen? It's the truth. and Sometimes the truth can be hard to swallow at times, huh? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. How many of us thought we was okay until we, we heard the Word of God? Yeah. Look at the Word of God; it's truth, it is designed to to cleanse us, to show the true light, and uh, it's kind of like maybe before you come to know Jesus, maybe you're working for a company or a, a person, and you had a habit of uh, stealing from them, you know. And you know, I showed this before; I worked at GE. I saw guys walk out with packages of gloves, whole packs of gloves think nothing of it. I had one fellow, a college kid, and he got caught. And um, he had oh, probably a bundle of 30 gloves, nice gloves. <laughs> uh, and the foreman stopped and said, Boy, don't take him. You'll lose your job. Made him turn around and go back into the, the building while he went out the other door. He got caught and he got fired. Now, sometimes we t- you justify things. Well, I mean, they don't pay me enough. So, you know, I'll have to take 15 birds of gloves or whatever. We can always try to justify stuff like that before Jesus. But here he was. He got the warning up front, don't do it. But whatever it was, he thought, it don't apply to me. And he lost his job. The foreman gave him the truth. Amen? And he could have set him free from losing his job, but he didn't pay attention to it. Well, same way with the Word of God. Is given to us as set free. And once you realize, the Bible says that whoever you work for, work as if you're working as to the Lord. If you have the worst boss in the world, the longer you're working for him, you work for him as if you're working for the Lord. Because you reflect that. And the Bible says they do that. You, say, well, you don't know my boss, but I don't have to. I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. And then he'll take it from there. But knowing the truth, and we're in a time now, this age that we're living in is very difficult for people to understand the truth. The walls of the church have been breached. Satan's worked his way into the church. He brought in deception. He brought in his lies. I'll tell you, when we sing here, God, His name above all names, is worthy of all praise, we mean that because of the truth. And we have to remember in ourselves, for your own life, knowing the truth, applying it to your life, and then sharing that truth with those around us. And for many of us gathered here today, it's going to get really ugly for you because you will not compromise. Amen? you won't be you won't be very famous in some of your gatherings not because you're obnoxious but you've been called to share that well maybe some of you but uh, everybody's look at me like that but as as the as the uh, situation arises I mean if someone's if someone sat here today and said, let's just pick on Bonnie for a second, okay? I'm not going to pick on you, Bonnie, but I actually today, was well, it closed yet? No, tomorrow that detours to be, be uh, gone there, okay? Well, if Bonnie would, would say, hey, I'm going to, next Sunday, hey, I'm going to come down to old 16 like I always do. I'll, I'll make it through okay. I'm thinking, well, you won't make it through okay, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, you won't make it okay. But if I sit there, and not share that with her. Am I doing the right thing? If I know that the road's blocked and you have to make a detour, i well, am I going to sit there and say, well, I'm not going to tell her what to do? She'll get down there and find out herself, you know. I'm not going to tell her how to drive. But no, we really want to share that. You know, she might say, "What, well, Starkey, you know what you're talking about. I came down through yesterday. I went down through. They went to Walmart. No I'm, okay, but I'm telling you, the signs are up now. There's a detour there. I don't believe it. Okay, I'm just telling you. You'll find out. Didn't you know? I didn't argue with you. I'm just telling what it is. Okay, uh, I wouldn't ride with you <laughs> that day because I'm not going to take the detour. Well, folks, with our walk with the Master, it's becoming more evident and more evident that that's where it's going to be, and for us to stand on that truth and not to compromise. You know, we'll be John 15 in that chapter again this week. Plowing there for a while might be plowing there for I don't know how long. We'll be plowing to the crop grows probably, but. It's standing on this. God hasn't changed His Word any. He's still the same today as He was yesterday. He'll be the same tomorrow. Amen? So should not His followers be the same? Amen. You're right. Amen. I'm in a New American standard I'll share here. I might be in the Passion Translation also. But again, the first couple of verses here in John 15. Again, he tells us, Jesus, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that he bears fruit, he prunes it so it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, If you abide in Me and My words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. I'm just going to pause here for a moment. He goes back to this Word. We abide in the Lord by His Word, right? Amen? It hasn't changed any. It hasn't changed any any at all. He said that Jesus came and did what the Father told Him to do, right? So if we pay attention to Jesus and follow His example, then we're pleasing our God in heaven. Amen. He says, every fruit, every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. and Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so it may bear more fruit. Now what he's saying is, when you grow grapes, vineyards, okay, and you get the vines are laying on the ground and, and some are up a little bit, and ones on the ground is not producing, what they do before they chop them off, they're raising them up enough, get a little air underneath of them, and trying to get them to be stimulated to produce fruit. And the Master does that to us, okay? But when that is done, when, when the Word comes to us, and we still reject it. When we when we don't don't allow it to penetrate, our you know, we can hang out together. We all know church words, don't we? Oh, hallelujah! Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Yeah, he's coming soon. But inside of us, if that has not the Word of God has not been changing us, if His fruit is not in us, then how can we be bearing fruit for Him? So time will come. Is okay. Mm-mm. You're gone. You know, all you're doing is you're taking energy away from the rest of the branches, you know. Uh, I'm not much of a gardener, but there's things on tomato plants you cut off that don't work very good. What do you call them? Suckers. Yeah, hey, that's cool. <laughs> suckers. Mind me of Fred Sanford. Uh, but they're removed, you know. Now, I know you, you look at your plant a while before you cut it off, just in case something's going to be... A, flower head come out on it but when you find out that it's not all it's doing is taking energy away from the other ones you cut it off because you want much fruit to be produced and that's what he's saying here that finally it takes place we can be attached to the vine and we can be grown in the Lord but man if we separate us from from the word of God if we remove ourselves away from this we might still have the appearance of being a follower of Jesus but inside we're dying. If a church, if a church turns their back on the Word of God, they are dying. If they no longer longer allow this Word to pump life into the, their assemblies, and they're not standing on this, and they take some woke way, and they start doing things their own way, because it's a more, uh, more friendly user, uh, less chance of getting in an argument. Less chance of losing financial support. Who knew the father in the cattle on a thousand hills? Amen? <laughs> is he, is he uh, obligated? Or is he depending upon wokeness in order to keep his churches going? No. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit. But as man steps away from this word... He steps into a bad situation. He steps away from God. Now, we all have times in our lives where, man, we just we fell away or we got really relaxed. Anybody been there before? Yeah. Uh, but but He didn't cut you off. You, you, you still attach whatever He's working through. Man. You didn't turn your back on Him. But you just lost your love for Him for a while. Maybe you're mad at Him, or whatever it might be. But He raised you back up again. He didn't cut you off. But, when this word is given to us, and shows exactly what it means to be a follower of Jesus, exactly when we say the truth shall set you free, and we know that, but we say we don't care what it says, I know it says that, but this is a new age. This is a new time. People got to think differently now. That's old hat, okay? And they start embracing that. Now they are falling away. They're being removed from the bind. And folks, I'm telling you, for each one of us, we've been called to represent Jesus here on planet Earth. Not your Jesus, Bonnie, or my Jesus, or yours, Charlie, the Son of God. Amen? And this is Him. And so, these days that we're living in, uh, and we'll share some more scriptures here in a moment, it's going to get harder for you to be a follower of Jesus. Because you're going to stand on His Word and you're not going to compromise that. And you can't compromise it. One, I'm even called to walk in in the light and the truth. And number two, it's the truth that you have that sets somebody else free. You know, and we got real like, yeah, I, yes. I mean, I, I had my doctor appointment the other day. I followed up. I had my blood work done and stuff, you know. And uh, I went in there. I'll tell you what, he looked. At, Boy, all your numbers are really, really good. And I thought, oh, that's awesome, you know. Between when I'm still fat and still ugly. You know what I'm saying? But he, he gave me, but they have this thing now called MyChart. Anybody know what that is? It's an awesome thing once I figure it out. I mean, I got in there when I got home from the doctor, because there's three areas, of, uh, th- these two areas, the high, one was low, but it's nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to start worrying about it, you know. So, I went home, and I got on my chart, and it's like 40 or 50 different things that blood test checked on, okay? And the two things, three things I'm talking about, the common denominator, dehydration. Folks, yeah, I was going to share that with you for a moment. Dehydration. I'm telling you what, uh, I need 90 ounces of water a day, okay, to be healthy. If not, you'll get blurred vision. as a sign of dehydration. You'll get headaches, constipation, <laughs> okay? Uh, you get uh, memory loss. All these things are signs of. Dehydration. So, who likes water? Eh, not too many of us. Water and coffee doesn't count. I found that out. My wife preaches me to okay? Pepsi doesn't count, okay? Miller no highlight don't count. <laughs> no, no, I just get there. But it's water. That is the truth to me. Now, I have that. I've known that. My wife has told me it for many, many times. But when I sit there and see the doctor report, oh, you're right, you know? <laughs> I mean, I knew she was right, but it's more encouraging that way. Okay, so given the truth, now what I do with it is up to me. I can say, "Well, I'm going to go find me another doctor," you know. Well, I'm going to cancel my chart because I don't want to read all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? but I wanted to know; I really did, you know. You know, most of us we, we kind of fret going to the doctor, don't we? But then one day when God was talking to me, He said, "Starkey, anything the doctor's going to tell you, what I already know." I thought, "Well, wow, that's cool. That's awesome." So, fourteen months later, I went to the doctor. <laughs> okay, but I had to laugh though. anybody know what BMI is? Body, mass, yeah, mass index. And so I get done get ready to leave they give me my my paper, and I start to walk out. Like, BMI is forty-one point two. I thought last month it was thirty point three. Here, the nurse marked me down as five foot one. <laughs> And 218 pounds, I'll tell you the rest of it. So I haven't changed it right away because I'm telling you what, my life insurance will probably cancel me on that, you know. But again, going back to, to the truth and we want to know the truth, and what I do with it is up to me. If, if my doctor wouldn't tell me the truth, if you know all start, yeah, well, we got some good news and bad news. Oh, what's the good news? Uh, Well, well you're here. <laughs> okay. Well, the bad. I don't want to hear the bad news. No, I don't want to hear the bad news. No, I'll, I'll, tell me. Okay. Well, the same way. That's what we've been called to do, guys. Number one is letting this word penetrate our life and cause our life wanting to be like the master and being sold out that this is really the truth. But how can people know what the truth is? It's just perverted. It has been tainted, been lied about. In the days that we're in, I'm telling you, uh, you talk about you talk about persecution taking place. You're going to see more of the persecution coming within the church against true followers of Jesus. Amen. I mean, look at the master. I look who crucified Jesus it was the church people. You know, it was a, oh yeah. You know, He came to be the last sacrifice for sins. He came to change things. They made a deliverance. Woo! Set you free. And they didn't want to change. Oh, no, we got our ways, and, and we followed Jesus, and we'll be out of our job. And so they, they, they lied about Him, did all the things they could in order to put, have Him put to death. Of course, we know how Jesus planned from the very beginning. Now, here you and I are now walking with Jesus, we are walking with Him. We are, we are following what His Word says. We repented. We may let Him change our lives. And now here comes the old school coming back around. Ooh. Now they're wrong. Saying that you and I are wrong for believing the Word of God. But if He says that the truth shall set people free, how can you and I be free ourselves? And how can our neighbor be free? If we don't stand on the truth. And as time goes on, we have some great decisions that you might have to make. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to fellowship with? And some of the scriptures he gave me to share with us today, I got them here somewhere. John 8.31 is when I was speaking about. He said that the truth shall set you free. And Jesus was speaking to the Jews who believed Him. If you continue My word, then you are truly disciples of Mine. And He's saying the same thing to you and I today. If you continue to follow Me, My word, not not the world made up Jesus, but truly Me, you are truly My disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free, meaning also that when you are persecuted, when someone comes against you for sharing the truth, man, you know you're free. You have shared what God wants you to share. Again, we do it in a loving way. Amen? We don't go around throwing Bibles out the window hitting people in the head with them. That wouldn't do any good, would it? No, uh-uh. But, uh, but, uh, don't do that. Fourth. Fifth floor. Okay, yeah, don't throw them. in the But number one, that's... That's who we are. We follow Jesus. You know? And some people won't like that. That's okay. We weren't called to be light, did we? And in verse 33, and they answered Jesus, We are Abraham's descendants and have never yet been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you'll be free indeed. And you will be free indeed. So, how are we set free from sin? Through Jesus. Amen. How can someone else be set free from sin? Through Jesus. Is there any other way? No? No? Can you pay money for anything? No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Being set free from hearing the truth, and Jesus says in John fourteen six, which you probably all can quote at the top of your head, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So no one can get to the Lord. No one can get to heaven. No one can do anything unless it's through Jesus, through here, through the Word, the truth." There's no other way around it. It's through Him. Again, how will you know the truth? Sitting here. When you read this. Now what you do with the truth, that's up to you. The truth will set you free. Like the decoration uh, Carol has on the front page. Your thought life. We know that. Renewing our mind daily. Actually, what is one verse that you stand on? that be? You can do all things through Christ who strengthens Awesome. Amen. Mm-mm. Mind right now, is don't be conformed to the world, but renew your mind. Amen. Anybody else have a verse you're standing on that strengthens you? Okay. It won't come to you. I'll put you on the spot real quick. I know. I know. Now, in John six fifty six, again, going back to the true word of God, Jesus is talking to the disciples, hanging out with guys that want to follow him. You know, you know, you get a lot of people that want to follow you when you're when you're partying, right? And I don't mean it has to be a bad party, but when you're eating steak, you know, maybe watching a ball game or whatever, people want to hang out with you. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's what's going to happen with Jesus, because everything was exciting for a moment. I mean, we've got this new thing going on, we've got a new way. Some people hung out with Jesus just because it, He was rebellious, maybe, towards the, the government. They, oh, man, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, down with Caesar. Okay? But a sign went on, He's saying, listen, He says in John six fifty six. He says, Now he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I am him. When does that word abide again? We heard that before earlier today, did we not? As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the Father ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. And these things He said in the synagogue as He taught in Capernaum. Now He says, You must eat My flesh and drink My blood. You have eternal life. Well, He's saying, Hey, listen, you have to consume Me. Amen? He wasn't talking about cutting a finger off of Jesus and chewing it up. You know what I'm saying? He was saying, listen, this is, this is how, how it has to be. You have to consume me. You know, we eat three meals a day. Some of you eat two meals a day. One, whatever it is. But we eat every day in order to have physical strength, right? But you say, man, you have to consume me in all. Everything that you do. And you have eternal life. I mean, we can't pick and choose what we want to do here, right? Amen? Now, if we take this gospel and start perverting it, we're having a fake dinner, are we not? We're having a fake dinner. And it might taste better, if put it that way. It might feel better that way. Because, well, number one, the Word of God isn't stepping on your toes. So you don't come under, under a conviction. But also... If you've you got a different gospel that you're trying to stand on, it's more appeasing maybe to some of your friends. They'll accept you more. I mean, wow, I mean, I know it's tough. I know it's tough, but, but if someone is in sin and they think they're okay with God, we owe it to them in a way to share the truth with them. Again, you don't stand up in front of 40 friends and say, hey, I'm going to tell you something right there. Rick, I'm telling you right now, no, oh, yeah. but hey, man, I know, I know what you're saying. I know, I know you go to this church over there, and I know they say it's okay, but I'm telling you, I'm sure, what the Word of God says, it's sin, and God hasn't changed any. Well, I don't think that's right. Well, I'm, I'm just telling you. Here's a word, you know, g- give me your Bible that you, that you're carrying the church every Sunday. But you read, and, and, and let me see, is yours different? And maybe mine's a misprint. I don't know. But we do it out of love, okay? Anybody ever been hard-headed? Oh. Uh, I, yeah. Took a while to get through, didn't it? Because you know that you're right. I mean, have you ever believed something all your life and find out it was a lie? Amen. Maybe you went to a certain denomination and what you were taught. Oh man, that's not true. You feel bad, don't you? Wow. It's known the truth. And love those who who, who share the truth with you. You know? Yeah, I was blessed there yesterday, I was, or yesterday, before yesterday, I went to my favorite store. hmm but I'm going to the store and I got my my, my cap on, I got the cross on it, and this big guy comes around the corner. Hey, I love Jesus too. I said, What? I love Jesus. I thought, Oh, my hat. And I don't remember the guy, I know he's a truck driver. I know they call him Big Red. And he goes to the church down at Stillwell. Awesome, man. We stood there for 20 minutes talking about the Lord. I mean, it's just an awesome thing. He wasn't... And then people walk past, kind of like Ben over Lobo, okay? Hey, do you love Jesus? I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But to run into Him, sharing the truth, you know, it's awesome. It's just, boom. So it goes back to what he was talking earlier, that, that well, I think Nicky was, you know, that God will bring somebody across your path. This is, a, this is a perky up, you know. Hey, you're not alone by yourself, you know. And that's what he did over there. Wasn't afraid oh my and then uh, we had some folks stop and talk to us Yeah, you know, other ones as quick as they could they went down the aisle, you know like oh man Jesus freaks you know <laughs> but we shared that you know and I think he wasn't afraid to me- to speak to me because I was looking for something you know I thought wow that's awesome he took the time to talk back and forth but it's, it's the truth consuming this consuming this but we go to the verse 60 now, chapter 6 of John. Huh? Yeah, chapter 6, verse 60. I think I, was, yeah, because okay, I just finished 59. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a difficult task. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious that his disciples grumbled at this, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? What then, if you see the Son of Man ascending to where He was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. There are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe, and who it was that would betray Him. And He was saying, for this reason... I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of the disciples withdrew and were not f- walking with him anymore. Because of Jesus saying, Man, let you consume me. Many of them turned from him. i uh, a pretty heavy handle this. this. I thought Jesus was okay, but boy, <laughs> he's getting far out there. And folks, the same things will going to be taking place as it was in the beginning, will be in the end. Is that people are going to start walking away from Jesus because they're going to be put on a hot plate. They're going to be put in a place to stand up truly for their convictions of the Lord and His Word. Be placed in, in areas where to share that truth and say, man. Yeah. They're gonna walk away. They're gonna walk away into an area where the word of God's been compromised, where it's not the truth being preached anymore. To be an area where ears are being tickled because they want to offend anybody. I'm telling you what. Jesus came to offend people. He came to offend sin, to turn light onto the darkness. And bring people out. But today as we stand here, more and more conflict is taking place through different denominations and they're compromising the Word of God. And, and what that causes people to be confused. You know, it's a lot easier to go. You know, if I if I want to lose 40 pounds, but I really don't want to, but I want to. And I, and I go someplace where they're a Weight Watcher group, but they don't believe in it, but they eat donuts. And I want to go to Weight Watchers group but so I my don't ask but say, Hey, listen, I'm washing my weight. <laughs> there I go. But if people truly want to be followers of Jesus, they need to go with the truth is being preached, okay? They need to stand up for that truth. And they need not be afraid to share that. As God will bring people across your path, and He's rescued. He will. He'll bring that conversation across your path with people who've been confused. And folks, resistance doesn't argue nobody. Just take them to the word. Amen. Well, I believe that okay, well, let's see what the word of God says. there's a great divide going on now in churches now because they are compromising the word of God. Sin is still sin. And in Genesis, God created man and woman, brought them together in marriage to go and multiply. Okay? We see in scripture what happens when in the old days committed adultery. What happened? They stoned you to death. Right? Homosexuality. Caught in that act. They stoned you to death. Rebellious children. Okay? Now we are living in a period. We always had God's grace. But we're living in a time now that the end is coming near. And people can be caught up in any sin. But they don't know it's sin. They don't know it's contrary to the Word of God. How can they be set free from something they don't know they're wrapped up in? How could I be set free from my my dehydration (laughs) if I didn't see the war? See the truth. Oh man, there it is, black and white. Carol was right for the last twenty years. Amen. But it it hasn't compromised. It's not hatred. It's not hatred. Say, man, listen. If if you're lusting, if you're a gossiper, if you're a liar and a thief, then man, you're not going to go to heaven. He said that those who practice such things cannot see the kingdom of God. Well, oh, I know. But I'm telling you what. Don't tell me anything. This is what the Word of God says. What you want to do with it is up to you. But how can people know the truth if they don't hear it? And that's individually. When you hear the truth, did you try to wiggle around it? Did you try to compromise it a little bit? Do so you try to water it down just where you slide in there with your sin that you want to do and feel good about it? I'm telling you, well, when, when the Word of God brings the sin to your to your mind, to your attention, oh man, I'm sorry, repent from it, run away from it, and stay clear of it because His love that He has for us that He shares this with us. But in the days that we're in, compromise is everywhere. And compromising the Word of God cannot ever take place. If you're a true follower of Jesus, you will be persecuted. But at the same time, you will be loved by those you set free. When you hear that truth. And many turned away from it, and that's what's taking place now is, 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 in a lot of denominations places, they're turning away. We can't, uh, we just can't really absorb this anymore. Whatever reason, I think partly what took place was a lot of compromising going on with churches that have church boards and stuff. They bring people in there, i follow Jesus. And folks, if you're attached to some place like that, if you're attached to a group, a Bible study, and their denomination is embracing things against God, get out of it. You don't want to sit under that type of spirit. Because it's a compromised spirit. And I'm telling you what, they have been cut off from the vine. We need to continue to pray. That eyes are open. but Those who are sitting under that teaching, let their eyes be open to see that. And they get set free from it. But for us not being afraid to share the truth when given that opportunity. Now Romans sixteen seventeen. That's not even ten thirty yet. All right. Now, now this what's that Romans. Say, now I urge you, brethren, keep your eye on those who cause dissensions. Hendersons, hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learn and turn away from them. Now Ryan, he's not talking about the world, okay? The world is already contrary to us, okay? He's talking about keep your eye on those who cause dissensions and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learn, and turn away from them. Don't associate with them with what he's saying. He's talking about the church. The body of Christ, who's compromised. And, wow, pastor, that's pretty cruel, isn't it? Hey, listen, we we follow him or we don't follow him. And to associate with folks, to you have you have a relationship and this fellowship relationship. You got a lot of relationships. You know a lot of people, okay. But fellowship is more in depth when you come together and and you participate together and stuff. And man, I mean, would you ever go to a uh, a, a, a witch's convention? I know what they call them. Okay. I don't want to know what they call them, okay? Or a satanistic temple? Well, I'll go in there and I'll change them people. I'll tell them the truth. No, you ain't. Okay? But you wouldn't. Well, see, if, if a person is compromised, if the denomination is compromised, contrary to the Word of God. Now, I'm not talking about this church says we got to wear a tie to come to church. This one says, well, T-shirts are fine. That's just doctrine, okay? We're talking about the main principle of the Word of God. It's not a sin to wear a tie to church, and it's not a sin not to wear a tie to church, okay? But it is a sin to commit adultery. It is a sin to lie to steal. It is a sin to, to continue in homosexuals, lesbian It's a sin, okay? But praise God, He'll set us free from any sin. Amen? But when that is embraced from the pulpit, when that church embraces and calls a doctrine, this is what we believe in, and they are doing same sex marriages and all this other stuff, folks, that's contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's contrary to God. And get away from it. Yeah, but Pastor, I'm just telling you what the Word of God says. Okay? Don't hate me. Hate God, okay? Hey God. William, William. Verse 18. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Christ, but of their own appetites. And by their smooth and flattering speech, they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. Can you imagine coming to the church for the first time? And you go into what we might call a woke church in front of the pulpit. The gospel is brought out. The gospel of lies. And it falls on people's ears. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was all right. If my boss ain't paying me enough. I can steal from him. Oh, okay. I don't want to work. I can call my boss a lie. Well, if you work for a fellow who pays you eight hours and you sleep four of them, you're stealing from him. When you mark your time sheet, it makes you a liar. Ooh, see? But he says here, flattering speech, that you see the hearts of the unsuspecting. And that's what's taking place. And so I'm going to try to get more fire and fire under it to make those of us who stand on the Word who are true followers of Jesus going to make you look more like haters. It'd be a hate group, but they're already calling you terrorist anyway. Okay, trying to force you to compromise, to embrace this doctrine of demons, and we got to stand against it. We don't hate anybody. Don't you don't hate the homosexual, the, the adulteress, the, the liar, the thief? No, we love. We love. We love them because God loved us, and though you're He still loved you. Did God compromise His Word for you to come to Him? They say, okay, I'll remove this then. You can come. You can do this. No. It's either embrace them or we don't embrace them. So we have to determine ourselves as we stand on this solid rock. It's the Word of God. And if we compromise it, we're not following Jesus and we're not doing what He called us to do. I already told you folks that we're going... These days, you'll be made fun of, be persecuted. Some can be family members. But it's the truth that set people free. I mean, I have a, I've handled a lot of funerals with my family over the years. and uh, Even though I don't, I don't... What I do like about funerals is I have the opportunity to share it to my kin, the gospel of Jesus Christ, uncompromised. Now, what did they do with it, I don't know, but had that opportunity to share that. But well, they might never go to a church, but they heard it. Had that opportunity. A lot of times it would be a lot easier if I, if I were to compromise and, and, and sugarcoated it, but no. Because I know whoever has gone, passed away, there's one thing they want me to say. They don't want me to talk about the cows or dogs or whatever let talk about Jesus. If they're in hell, they want me to preach, man, repent, God loves you, but get out of sin. If they're in heaven, they want them to join them in heaven. They don't want me to go up there and sugarcoat anything. And same with us. Not to sugarcoat it. Present it out of love. But present it to Him. It says in verse 19, it says, For the report of your obedience has reached to all. Therefore, I am rejoicing over you, but I want you to be wise in what is good, and innocent in what is evil. Otherwise, I want you, to, as you follow the word of God, rejoice what is good, and be innocent against any evil that's taking place. Not to embrace it, not to compromise it. And one more, yet. First Corinthians five nine. 1 Corinthians five, nine says, I wrote you in my letter not to associate with the immoral people. I did not at all mean with the immoral people of this world or with the covenants and the swindlers or with idolaters, for then you would have to go out of the world. See, I'm not telling you not to do that. But actually I wrote to you not to associate with so-called brother if he is an immoral person. His covenant, adulterer, a raveer a, r- a, r- a gossiper or a drunkard or a swindler not even to eat with such a one but what I have to do with judging outsiders do you not judge those who are within the church but those who are outside God judges remove the wicked man from among yourselves and so probably reminding us is that we are to judge the church amen you're when I'm preaching, you're out there judging me. You better be. Judging the word that I'm speaking. Okay? We don't judge those who don't know Jesus. God's going to do that. Sin's already been judged, right? Found guilty. But we need to judge within ourselves, saying, meaning this. If someone claims to be a brother or a sister in the Lord, and they are living in sin, they are immoral. If they're disobedient to the word of God, We need to judge that. And we need to address that one way or another. And if a person refuses, if he refuses, then he's removed from the embracement of the church. Yeah, I pray a harsh pastor. I'm just telling what God says. Remember what Christ did on the cross for us? He died for our sins. And if a, if a person wants to claim to be a follower of Jesus, but not repent from their sins and stay in it, now we're not talking about a person who's, who's, who's changing, one who's stru- uh, fighting against sin, up one day, down there. We're talking about someone who's embracing it, and that's brought to your attention, and you still want to do that. Are you really following Jesus? Oh, Pastor, I can't help myself. Well, it goes back to your your scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? We can do that. When we knew that He rescued us from our sins, gave His life for us. Oh, man. There's nothing I can't do without Him. I can do all things with Jesus. Amen? And anyone that you can think of out there in the world today is the greatest sinner of all time, God still has a plan and purpose for the life. But we have inside the walls, and I'm not talking about this church, I'm talking about the church itself. When we get a body or denomination that is embracing sin, putting sin in the pulpit, allowing sin to take place in the church and blessing it, leave. Don't associate. When you do, you're giving credit to them. And we gotta pray that they come to repentance and turn from their wicked ways. Somehow they've been compromised. And I guarantee you it all starts with the Word of God. This here has been cut off from flowing into the church, flowing around their board members, or whatever they might have, elders. Somewhere along the line, Satan found a way to compromise it. Now look where we're at today. Wow. It ain't over with. Amen? We see what God is doing today in our young people. Catching them on fire for a the true, a true Word. So we need to stand and embrace Him. Embrace Jesus. Stand for the truth and not compromise, and let God's light shine through you, because you're Jesus is the hope, Amen. But you're the hope for this world today, because Jesus is working through you to reach others. You get in a difficult situation when it comes to being around the compromise word. Ask the Holy Spirit, hey, help me out here. How do I address this? Sometimes you might say, not today. Not today. Because maybe they're in front of four or five people and they won't listen at all. Maybe the next day it will bring across your path. I don't know. But folks, we've got to stand on this word. It's only the truth that sets people free. And they don't hear the truth from us. And we don't live the truth. And the this world will be a whole lot uglier and uglier, Amen. And the word is given to us to to this. So I'll stop there for, for today. But anyone have any questions about what I said shared today? Don't be don't be afraid to say, Oh, how about this or that? Because we are the body of Christ, growing together, embracing one another, and encouraging one another. But just stay in that word and and, and loving the Jesus that of the Bible, not the compromise. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, we do thank You for Your Word. God, I thank You, Father, for the calling You placed on all our lives. I thank You it was the truth, the truth that I embraced, Father, 23 years ago that set me free. It wasn't a compromise, it was the truth. I saw the ugliness that I was, and I knew I needed Jesus. God, our hearts desire to share that with the world uncompromising but lovingly to embrace sinners the way we were embraced by sharing the truth, Father. Can we pray for our children, our children, children, they we continue to put their heads of protection around them, the blood of Christ, that they shall be delivered out of the hands of the evil one, that they will know Jesus Christ as Savior Lord. They're our inheritance. And we do call them into the kingdom of God. We pray for our nation today, God. Our nation will continue. Leaders will hear your word, hear your voice and turn from wicked ways and and turn towards you. You're not done with America yet, God. We are that light shining in the darkness. Father, we pray for those in leadership today. We pray for their health. We pray for their strength. Above all, God, we pray for their eyes to be open to the truth. God, we ask your your protection, deliver us from the evil ones that's trying to destroy this nation. That they be brought out of power, brought into judgment, but also be covered with your grace, Lord. We thank you for the truth of being exposed more and more, and we pray for eyes and ears be open to embrace it, and not just hear it, but do something about it, God. And all this, Father God, to continue to bring you glory. And we pray for Pastor Peter today, God, he be be in his, his orphans, Father. By calling a place upon their life, that they be strong in you, Lord. That they'll be uncompromising, God. And that a revival will break out in Nigeria. That'll catch on fire, you clear across Africa, God. As that fire burns here in America. And all this will bring you to glory, Father. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So may the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He continue to turn his face toward you and give you that peace that only He can give us. And may He continue to walk in the blessings that handed down through us to us, to Father Abraham, ordained by God. And may those blessings rest upon you, your household, and the generations that's coming behind you. All this for God's glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.